Hello, 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 and welcome to another episode of Let's Talk Sheets. We are your hosts, Chad and Jeanette, and today we are talking about recovering from injury. YOLO! <laughs> What's popping? Uh, nothing. I'm really excited about today's topic because I don't think that it's something that most therapists aren't going to really encounter something severe as an injury or surgery that's going to put them out of work for an extended period of time. Um, but I'm hoping that those of us that do have some stuff going on that is becoming chronic, like wrist pain or low back pain, that we take some uh, notes from this. Yeah. Cause I where don't did, think, I think we this wait stem from this. Was this an experience thing or. You, um, yeah. One of my therapists, uh, one of my, one of my therapists, one of our students has to have surgery done on their feet Got it. and was panicking about it. Panicking because they were like, it's feet are bad because you're at least, um, non weight bearing for 48 days. Wow. 45, 45, 45, something like that. Like over a month and a half, you have to be non-weight bearing for most foot surgeries that support you. That's bonkers. Um, but uh, we, you know, uh, the, the need is there for some sort of schedule and what to do so that people can actually um, have longevity in their careers. So without further ado... <laughs> da, 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 da. We have two different types of injuries. Okay. So we have like a known injury that requires surgery that we schedule out. And then we have like an acute injury where it could be anything from like your wrist being really sore and it's not going away, um, because of overwork to, uh, okay, this just happened. Now, what do I do? Clear on that. Good. Crystal. So, okay. So when you're having either, whether it's known or whether it's acute injury, the first thing you need to do is stop working and get a doctor to assess you. You've already done that when you know surgery, but we're for time argument's sake, we're going with that. So you're going to have a conversation with your doctor and you're going to say, okay, what is the healing timeline for this? How long should this take to heal if I follow PT and this and that and the other thing? And they give you that span of time. They say maybe four weeks and you should be back to normal if you follow this schedule. What that means is you can essentially equate that with like four weeks of a lighter load. Maybe you only see one client a day, or maybe you don't see anybody for four weeks. Okay. Before you get into the, well, I have to work to get paid. You are not going to be working for very much longer. If you don't take time off when you have an acute injury, I don't care where it True. is. A lot, a lot of us are only taking time off. If we feel something in our upper body or our arms or our shoulders, because that's what we use, but it can be anywhere because we're standing, we're walking, we're lunging, we're doing all of these things. So I'll get off my soapbox. I just, it's a pet peeve of mine. When people are like, I'm injured. How can I work through this? You don't, you don't work through it. So you have that conversation, you get that timeline. Now, if it's a situation where you're going to be, you have a little bit more of a planning um, addition because it's a known surgery. So you have that advantage. I say double the time. So from the time that the surgery is completed, 
They normally give you, well, you'll do six weeks of PT, you'll do this, but you should be able to be weight bearing and be able to use it at this point. You do not work until that point. So if that's four weeks away from the surgery where they're like, yes, now you can go back to work. Great. From that point on, this is why I say double. So if they say four weeks, you're going to do eight weeks and you're going to block it off. First four weeks, no work. You're not massaging. You can work on your business. If it wasn't something to do with your hands, you can certainly clean up your website. You can get some social media posts going out. You can do anything to make your clients aware, hey, yes, I am coming back. Because if they don't hear from you, they're just going to be like, all right, I guess she's going good. You know, I'm not saying give them like daily updates or anything, but if you just like tell them, hey, I'm not going to be working for this month, and then you don't respond back to them throughout that period, they can get worried. A month is a pretty long time for most, for some people. So you have the conversation with your doctor, have the conversation with your clientele as well. Okay. Transparency questions up until there. Cause I can, you know, me. Yeah. We know you No, love it. Uh, I think that's, that's clear. That's good. Uh, okay. continue on. So from that point where they're like, you can go back to work or you can start doing this. You are going to start building back up to your regular workload. So if you currently see 20 clients a week and at that point, you're going to start out with maybe one a day or two a day. And yes, you are going to be picky about who you work on. If you have heavier duty clients and you're getting surgery on both your wrists or both your hands, you might not want to start out with those heavy duty clientele. Or you may have to adapt, but you build up at that four week point in time. You don't just automatically go from not seeing anybody to seeing your full workload because your body is now going to have to adjust regardless of whether it's acute or a known injury back up to that regular workload. So, yeah, you also need to assess the reason why you're in this position to begin with. I mean, it could be something within control or, or outside of your control. And if it's within your control, um, what adjustments do you need to make to ensure you don't cause another issue? Um, right. You mentioned, you know, concrete bodies. Well, maybe that's just not your calling anymore. Maybe you need to make an mm -hmm. adjustment for your own health and well-being. Right. And that, and then you take that four weeks to kind of sit there and think on that and be like, okay, well, I have all these clients, but where am I going to send them if I'm not going to do deep tissue work? Start building, start looking into your network of people that you do know and be like, Hey, you're in my area, blah, 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 blah. Have the conversation with them, you know, and see if they're willing to take on, it doesn't mean they have to take on all of your clients. But you can maybe find two or three therapists, but that's all that you're, you're doing all of that in your downtime. Just even if you just do it for an argument's sake, like say you come back to work and you're still seeing your regular clientele and you're like, oh, I'm really not going to be able to work on these deep tissue people anymore. Then you have already done all the research while you had time to do it. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I mean, the point, the point of this conversation is. One, you have to plan it. So like I said, if they give you a four-week timeline, you double that. And at that end of that four-week marker, that's your starting point. I personally, I see about 24, what's four? I see in between 16 and 20 clients a week. What I would do is I would probably start out with at least half of that, maybe even less. Two clients a day, maybe spread out to give myself a little bit of a break to ice or do PT exercises or whatever I need to do. Not no three hours, but instead of a half hour break, maybe I give myself an hour in between. Start out with two clients or one client per day and build up. That stuff is going to kind of 
um, it's going to be different for each therapist, depending on what they do. I do very deep tissue work. So there's no way that I would be able to come in, you know, hands, guns blazing my first day back to work with four people as concrete. But it's going to, it's going to differ depending on the situation for people that are getting um, maybe like hip, knees, or feet, it might be longer. You might have to build, you have to make, take more time to build up. And for these time periods, guys, like your liability insurance um, should have it, but other companies also offer insurance, like injury insurance that covers self-employment. So if you're not already paying into that, please pay into that. It's not, you're not going to get your full, um, you know, it's like a standard health insurance. You're not going to, or unemployment. You don't get your full unemployment. You get a portion of what you would what you would normally get in a paycheck to help you out, and they're really not that expensive. I I don't even think I don't even think I pay twenty dollars. I put in twenty dollars a month for mine. Yeah, do some research, find out that supplemental is going to be in the event of a huge help. Yeah. So, and you're gonna have to take like we always talk about transparency here. So. Be transparent with your clientele. If you try to hold it back and like pretend like you aren't getting something serious done or a surgery or whatever, because you're afraid that your clientele might be already looking to go somewhere else because of it, having the conversation becomes that much more important because it shows one, that you've planned and prepped, two, that you have their health and wellness at the forefront of your mind as to when you can get, when you can resume. And you are literally telling them, I will reach out to you when I am rebooking, when I'm able to rebook people. And you give them that start date, that end time, blah, blah, blah. That's it. Simple. But if you go into the conversation, and you're like, well, I think I'm taking three weeks off, but I still have to go to the doctor. Like, uh-uh, you don't say anything until you have it planned and mapped out. Yeah. Yeah. So... I can't, that's one, it's just one of my, I see posts all the time that are just like, Hey, I think my, you know, I'm straining this or I'm straining that. And while most of that is probably going to be a vic, like a symptom of overwork, or maybe you just had a lot of clients that week, or maybe you're tired and you're not really taking care of yourself. When it gets into the injury zone, everybody just hits panic mode. Like, Oh my God, my career shot. It's not give yourself some space and time to do all of the planning. I mean, even if it's just as something as, and most people would say this is silly, but like I've reached points in my life, in my career where like my wrists have just been sore all day and it makes it very hard for me to do my job, but it, they're not injured. It's not like I can't do my job. I just have to give myself a break. So I will give myself two days, but I will plan that all out. I will say, okay, next Monday and Tuesday, I'm taking off. Or this Thursday and Friday, I'm taking off. And this is where these people are going to go. And I put it into an action and I do it. Stop trying to work through all of these injuries and healing and stuff like that while you're still seeing clients and recovering. Like, it just doesn't make sense. What would you tell your client is my question. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I even even in my <clears throat> even in my industry, um, we don't always take our own advice as well as we should. So yeah, listen, whatever you would advise your client, do that for sure. I think this is a really important topic because the the reality is, this is a wear and tear 
um, profession. It mm-hmm. just is. We There's things we can do to uh, increase longevity. There's things we can do to strengthen and make ourselves um, more capable. But at the end of the day, um, there is a limitation that our bodies can handle. Right. And the better we prepare both policy procedure, but also, you know, um, with insurance and other, other things, um, control those controllables, you know, because we just don't know. I I was, I was working with a a retail, um, company and they had one of their, um, installers, one of their tech installers get in a car accident and he broke his tibia, tibia. I don't know, whatever this big one is in the leg, which one is that? At the top of the leg. That's the femur. Femur. Yeah. He broke his femur. And really, really bad injury. And, you know, a lot of what they thought that they had in place, they didn't have in place, right? They had right. to scramble to to remedy, not just for the work, but also he, you know, he was out of work for a very long time. So, you know, have that plan in place, understand what it takes, but plan. And I think our theme for 2023 is transparency. Because right. we talked you talked a lot about having that conversation with your clients, setting those expectations. But well, and you brought up there's a difference between oversharing and keeping people informed and correct. And it's important for your clientele for when it's time for you to come back for them to understand what the expectations are. And that that's only going right. to come from that transparent conversation. Now I did have um, a therapist. Uh, my therapist had to get a surgery and did plan out and stuff like that. What she also did was she offered her clientele to come see me during the three weeks that she was off. She didn't schedule it. She didn't say you had to, but she said, listen, I'm not going to be working from this date to this date. If you would like a massage from this date to this date, you need to reach out to Jeanette now to book your appointment. And she did that like like a month or two before the surgery. So if you're going to go that route, if you feel like your clients are gonna you know be like oh but my massage I want my massage find a buddy and again this might take a little bit more digging and you know whatever but find another therapist and talk to them about it and be like I can't you know would you be willing to take over my clientele you know or can I give them your number so that they can come see you because you're local I know you work like me you do deep tissue whatever it is you can also provide that as an option a you lot know, of people don't yeah. think of that. A lot of therapists don't think of that because they're like, well, what if they like my massage better? Well, then they found a therapist that suits them better. Yeah. And that's it. And you just yeah. have to respect it. Like my photo booth you... company, we do what we call white labeling all the time where another photo booth company will hire us to do an event that they booked. And we essentially operate as that company, right? We don't bring our business cards, that sort of thing. But okay. at, at the end of the day, I have it's like a, a fail safe. Net- It's a failsafe. And I have a network of other boothers that are at the same level as us that we can call on if we need them, right? If we get double booked Um, or with this conversation, if something happens where we have a known surgery, we aren't able to get out there. Mm -hmm. um, We have somebody that we can refer to that we trust, right? That we trust is not going to do harm by us by stealing our mm-hmm. client, if anything, they're just going to operate as us. And at the end of the day, that client is still ours. They're still going to respect the relationship that we've built over the years. Yeah. You know? So you have to have some th- faith in humanity th- there too. I think a lot of therapists just assume, well, why would I call another therapist? Their schedules are booked too. Listen, you never know. There might be a therapist that right now is only working three days because they were working a part-time job and 
you know, in April decided to quit the part-time job and needs a little bit of extra help. It might not be, you know, it, they might take it, you know, even knowing that it's not going to be permanent. And hey, if you have the space and they're going to come in and they say, well, hey, like, I really kind of liked working here. Like, maybe you can just hire them or maybe you guys can split the space. Like it opens up so many opportunities, but we tend to close ourselves off in these boxes. Like, well, I'm not going to find another therapist because their schedule's booked. Leave it up to them. Maybe for that three or four weeks, they're willing to add on another day just for your clientele. I don't know. There's a million ways you can work it. Same thing with pregnancy. The same, mm. I treat pregnancy the same thing as I treat, if you're a therapist and you're going to have a kid, don't do that six week bullshit and then try to go back to work. You need time with your kid. You need time with the baby. You need time to heal and to, and now to kind of adjust to this. Okay. Well, now I have a baby. What does my work schedule look like now? I've covered for two different therapists while they were pregnant for three, four months, four months. I covered their clientele. Well, the ones that would come see me. So it's out there, but you have to, you might have to do a little digging, but if you prep it right. And, you know, follow our suggestions and, you know, get creative with it and think about what would work for you. It can be a seamless experience and you can walk right back into in, you know, three months, a full book. your regular yeah. full book schedule. Yeah. And because you took that time to respect yourself, your business and your clientele are going to be happy for you because you took time to do that so that you can take care of them. That's why you're doing this. I think I've said enough. It's funny. Somebody asked me when we first started this, I don't even know when we started this long time ago. They said, why is your podcast marked explicit language? <laughs> I had to say, because of Jeanette. Yeah. <laughs> early did I just, on, we had, did I just say on, a swear word? But it's passionate, right? This is, we said at the beginning, we're going to be genuine. We're going to try and be conscious of what we say, but we're going to speak our minds. We're going to talk did, about the topics that are important. What word did I just say? Please you said bullshit, me. but it's totally fair. It's totally good. Oh, and, it okay. was, and it's even better when you know, when you don't know what you said, because now I know it was authentic. Right. But it's funny because <laughs> like all of our, all of our episodes have that little E for explicit. <laughs> it always, it always reminds me of like, you know, some uh, hip hop track or something. Oh like yeah. That. It's my fault. It's totally, it's, it's totally <laughs> my fault. Cause I think in one of the first episodes, I think I dropped an F bomb. I said, it's not, it's, I said they're few and far between. And when they happen, they happen really real for a really good reason. But we, you know, we don't want somebody stumbling across this by accident and then being shocked. Yeah. They normally, you're right. They normally do come out with passion. They do. Yeah. And intentional and purpose. And, you know, rarely do we regret it. Um, so Next week. What, what we got coming up next week. Next week, ooh, prepping for summer. I know it seems early. I know it seems early, but a lot of this stuff takes time to actually plan out your calendar, figure out what you're going to do. And trust me, if you plan it out before the summer even begins and execute it by the time June 1st hits, you are sailing right through the summer without any problem. So come sail away, come sail away, come sail away. You have a good voice. Thanks. I was. I've, I'm. I'm thinking about taking up karaoke. Oh, anybody I'm... comes to the festival this year, they may hear me karaoke a little bit. Oh, if you karaoke, I'll karaoke. Yeah, yeah. We'll see. Last last year, I got there late, so the queue was full. Mm. Festival, World Massage Festival for those who World don't Massage know. Festival. 
All right. See you next week, guys. Bye. Bye. Take it to the next level.